Today's episode of the Punk Rock Horror Podcast is brought to you by Joy Organics. Hey, ghouls and gals, Matt here from PRHP. Real quick, I wanted to talk to you about today's sponsor, Joy Organics. Now, when it comes to the subject of CBD, I'm still really amateur at it at best. I really don't know much about it, so much so that I probably am not a good source of advice. But you know who really is? Joy Organics. And what is so amazing about Joy Organics as a company is that they put customer service first and always. They are so kind and all their staff are so well educated on the subject of CBD. We helped out immensely. I mean, I was kind of blown away by it because I was definitely a skeptic about CBD. I didn't know much about it because of that. And I was just blown away with how well these products work. Well, here's the thing. You don't have to actually go shop in store only to get these products. Joy Organics has a website, joyorganics.com. And if you jump over there right now, you'll see all their products available, everything from tinctures to soft gels to salves, vape pens, energy drinks, even pet products. I know that's kind of ridiculous, right? I didn't even know that was a thing. And that's so cool that they have products for your pets. And it's awesome. And what I love about it is just that they take time and pride in their products and they really do make a product that they're proud of and they they want to help people and not just sell a product and I think that's why I love this company and if you hop over right now to joyorganics.com and put in the code PRHP15 you will get 15% off products and that's so cool man because I know that this is a huge new product and it's getting a lot of attention and with a company like joyorganics at the helm you are at the right hands all right thank you again everyone and let's jump right into the horror on January 24th, 2019, Netflix released a four-part documentary about Ted Bundy titled Conversations with a Killer, the Ted Bundy Tapes. Coupled with that, the trailer for a movie based on Bundy and his killings, Extremely Wicked, Shockingly Evil, and Vile, starring Zac Efron as the infamous serial killer, dropped on January 25th, with the film premiering at Sundance Film Festival the next day. Both the documentary and the film have generated a lot of buzz, with some viewers fascinated and excited for the upcoming movie and some critical of the portrayal of Bundy in the trailer as well as the reignited public interest in a man who committed such horrendous acts. As serial killers always seen, seem to draw fascination and a sort of morbid interest from the public, one has to ask, why are we so obsessed with them? Find out on today's recording of Punk Rock Horror Podcast. Welcome everyone live from the Gorehounds Playground, Fort Collins, Colorado, the Punk Rock Horror Podcast. I'm Matt. I'm Cody. I'm Paranormal Princess. And today we are here to remind you that it's fucking October, it's Halloween, and, and sweet, yay, awesome, I'm excited. And I hope everybody else is excited that it's Halloween and that it's October. Huzzah. Huzzah. It's right? Halloween. <laughs> <laughs> what y'all are talking about? I just wanted the third huzzah. Thanks. <laughs> Whatever. That's what I'm here today was ruin your night. I know it's already ruined. <laughs> so today is our live show from Gorehounds Playground up here in Fort Collins, Colorado. It's a nice little intimate show we got going on today. We don't have a huge crowd, but that's totally fine because this is exactly what we were kind of going for for tonight. Anyways. Today we're going to be talking about serial killers, why we're fascinated with them, and how they've influenced horror. And this is going to be one of the most darkest, macabre episodes we've done. Because I've seen Cody's... I've seen your research for it, and you definitely dived into it. So, I mean, bravo, sir. Thank you. Bravo. I didn't sleep. (laughs) 
<laughs> for several days because of it. <laughs> I am uh, dying. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, uh, again, uh, thank you for everyone coming out. Thank you for jumping on. And uh, let's say, I don't know, how do we want to start this off today? Maybe with uh, what's happening in horror this week? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> Are you sure? Yeah, let's do, start off with what's going on in horror. All right. And then we'll start talking about scary people. So before we start talking about scary people, like I just mentioned, we're going to talk about like what's going on in horror right now. we get everybody's input on it. And uh, yeah, let's just jump into it. So uh, first little bit of news. If anybody knows who this actress is, I do. I love the shit out of her. Isabel Furman uh, from the awesome movie Orphan, which we've done in... Uh, Yes, which we've yeah, done a review for, is set movie. to be in another horror movie coming out here oh, yeah? uh, <clears throat> soon. Man, she's going to be in like her 50s, right? Because, you know. Oh, got it. Yeah. yeah she was 30 in the movie. Yeah, because so she, 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 she was scary and terrifying and old. Spoiler alert. <laughs> like, oh my God. We man. already reviewed this movie, so <laughs> they've had plenty of time. <laughs> So, um, yeah, so Isabel uh, Furman, who, which I, is going to be in Escape Room 2, so I don't, I didn't see the first Escape Room. I did. Did you like it? What yeah, was your it thoughts was, with it? It was a fun, it's just a little watch. movie. Yeah, yeah, it's definitely worth a watch. Like, honestly, if you just want a fun little, like, horror movie to watch, watch for one random night, it's a good one. Yeah, right? I, I mean, I, I heard it was just kind of, like, a predictable Film. I mean, it, it is and it isn't. There are definitely some really cool scenes in there that really turn things on its head. And, like, some of the bigger name actors, like, it, the, they kind of get rid of some big names, like, fairly early on, which I really liked. Because yeah. it started, it's shone a light on these, like, lesser known actresses and actors. But otherwise, it was good. The, the CG was pretty decent. I could see why they'd want to make a second one. My biggest gripe was the ending. I wanted to throat punch the last two people in the face so uh, bad. Maybe I'll watch it's it. <laughs> Because I, I was worried it was this kind of, like, uh, trying to, like, do a carbon copy of, like, Cube. Cube's still better. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, I mean, if we're going to compare Cube to, yeah, to uh, Escape like, Room. No, I mean, I'm excited. I'm going to see the second one. So, <laughs> it's definitely better than Happy Death Day. Oh, God. I love that, Fuck that movie. movie. Oh. I fuck it so much. God, it pisses me off. I love it. If okay, here's my biggest reason why I hate the movie. If they advertise the first one like how they're advertising, how they advertise for the second one. I haven't seen the second one. D- don't even bother. It's the okay. exact same fucking thing. I will. <laughs> I, I will say Cody's like argument. I don't want to see the second one with how they marketed it. Because the second one, they made it look campy and schlocky, like how the first one was. But when they were marketing for the first one, they made it all serious, like that it wasn't going to be a sat like satire and stuff, yeah. like. At least in the cabin in the woods, when it did its like marketing and stuff, it had little yeah. hints of the satire. It what you didn't know it was going to be. Those went right over my damn head. Uh, it's because it's like I said, it's a little hints because you see the government in the scenes in the mm-hmm. background. That's how you can tell with that one. But with Happy Death Day, they're just like, yeah, it's going to be Groundhog Day, but murder. And not as funny. And then it's like, this is the campiest fucking thing ever. And to be fair, we <laughs> all know that the government's terrible at keeping secrets. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, they're always transparent with Pretty everything much. they do. Apparently. You know. <laughs> I know something that's going on in horror this week. Yeah. I'm really excited about. Go ahead. So technically, it, came, it didn't come out this week. But, so, last week, my boyfriend showed me a movie called Candy Corn. Yeah. Oh, which, by the way, sorry, listeners. Aaron is now taken. Sorry, Zach Baggins. 
Yeah, it's not Bagans. Too late, Bagans. <laughs> Bagans. Well, he's dating a porn star, so you know what? We're on a break. Oh, is, hey, yeah. Zach Bagans. Oh, that was, thing, <laughs> oh, that was the thing. As soon as he started dating a porn star. Out of all the things that you could draw the line with him, it's the porn star dating. Uh-huh. No, not him no, running not through a, a porn field. Star. It's just the fact that he's looking at another woman that's not me, okay? He doesn't even know you. Yes, he does. <laughs> does he? Yes. Really? But anyway, Candy Corn was freaking spectacular. Well, pretty spectacular. Really... I like it a lot because it's like an independent film, kind of like independent horror. Really yeah. well done. And there's a crap ton of Twin Peaks references. Yeah. So if there are any peakies out there. Oh, speaking of Twin Peaks. peaks? Sorry, mm-hmm. I saw this on the Switch and I thought of you instantly. Season four? No. Oh. I said the Switch. <laughs> oh. It's a game. Oh. It's I don't know what games. that is. So uh, when you very first came on in the episode, way, way, way back. <laughs> Uh, when you very first came on, me and Matt told you about The Evil Within 2 and Deadly Premonition, which oh, Deadly Premonition inspired 2... Twin Peaks. Yes. Well, er, no, right, Twin Peaks. Versa. Deadly Premonition is literally Twin Peaks the game. Yeah. It, hands down, Twin Peaks the yeah, game. Yeah, I, I do it's remember like, that. Because it's like, the detective and everything just plays like the detective from Twin Peaks. He talks to himself, is obsessed with coffee and all, and oh, pie, and then small town. my heart. And they're coming out with the sequel to it, and I'm so fucking excited. I should have gotten a, gro- a GoPro to put on my forehead, because I feel like <laughs> did a really good job just switching between you two. Man, no, I'm excited because they just released the original on the Switch, so I'm going to play it in preparation for the second one. That's well, lots of good uh, stuff going yeah. on. Speaking That's of the, other th- cool things in horror. That is really <laughs> cool. That, that worked out well. A um, few other things that we got uh, that are cool mentioning. If you like ice cream, uh, like I do and like Cody does but not like Aaron does oh I love me. ice cream you don't like ice cream <laughs> no, just, I love ice cream yeah I mean okay fair how do you think I uh to be, the... you've come on I'm this podcast enough times and you're just like ugh dairy <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> How else do you think I get to those cars? And we're like, okay, like you're the first shit on this person's car. Dairy Queen, let's go. <laughs> just like, I really want to treat myself before I treat them. Much. Like, making sure that blizzard Make does come good. out. Yeah. It's gonna be a long night. Uh, so uh, Cold Stone Creamery now has ice cream that is black in the spirit of Halloween. Um, if you don't want to go waste your money at Cold Stone, you can also easily just make it yourself at home. Mm-hmm. But uh, I mean, uh, do what you want to do lots with your money. Syrup. Lot, lots of chocolate syrup. Just, lots of chocolate syrup. Oh, I thought yeah. it would be black food dye, but what do I know? Yeah, it's probably that and like dye. I was just saying the chocolate syrup mostly because it's gonna taste better. It's also probably, <laughs> it's probably like. I was going to make a joke about Cold Stone, but I don't really got a lot of good ice cream puns. You should probably read off your last one before I take it from you. Yeah, I probably should. So, uh, <laughs> Stephen King actually is coming out with an, another new series of novellas. His next book is called If It Bleeds, so, uh, which is really exciting because like, Stephen King's like kind of on a high right now with It 2 just recently coming out. Dr. Sleep uh, coming out. Dr. Sleep. You know, Harrison's super excited about yeah. it. I yeah. loved the book. Yeah. He, he um, wouldn't shut up about it in the theater during the trailer. And I feel like it was, <laughs> it was the... Is, what what lurks in the tall grass? Is that a Stephen King one, or am I am I just wrong? I'm not sure. What lurks I, in the tall grass? I honestly I can't, can't keep remember. up with all of his. I'm stuff. guessing I'm wrong. So, anyways, um, it's set for a 2020 release and includes four brand new novellas. It's exciting because it's Stephen King, and honestly, we don't have really many famous horror authors that are still kind of like going strong these days. Yeah, I mean, that's why I'm really excited about him, Joe Hill, and Aaron, who wrote Sandman Slim. Oh, Richard Cadre. Is he still writing? Yeah. All right, dope. Because yeah. I'm still in the middle of his, in the middle of. Sam You're reading Slim. it. 
Yeah, I'm on book three right ah, now. So I sent you snaps of me. <laughs> oh, that's right. And I was like, it's so good. Thanks for the recommendation. You're like, that was yeah. forever ago. I am running on like two hours of sleep oh, and far too. too much caffeine. So, <laughs> so last thing I'm going to touch on today so we can move on. Something I'm super, super excited about, um, and I wish they would just cast me in any of the roles, really, even just a dead body. Sam Raimi teases that in board in the wall. (laughs) I would do it. I would take it happily, just to be next to who, what I idolize as the perfect man in my life. Sam Raimi teases the new (laughs) Evil Dead movie to be produced by Bruce Campbell, and is said to he's eyeing a new lead for it as well. Yeah. So uh, w- whether we will get another uh, redone of Ash, where it's a female, or just a kind of a reboot of the series is mm. yet to be seen. Eh. Um, what are your thoughts? What would you rather, do you want it to be a continuation, or would you want it to be a reboot? We already had a reboot. Stop with the reboot. Continue that reboot. That was fantastic. Yeah, that was like one of the good, only good reboots yeah. that I've seen. Yeah. But just, I, would, I wish, I don't know. It's sort of like, I really like Bruce Campbell, and I wish mm-hmm. that he was more involved in just producing. Yeah. Because producing is... Yeah. I, that, that's all I want, is I want him to continue that, or even continue Ash's storyline after the Ash vs. Evil Dead series. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know, or like, continue something from that's either stick into the mainline story, which was Ash vs. Evil Dead, which continued on from the movies, or continue on from the new movie. Right. You know, instead of just... All right, we're gonna do another cabin in the woods and another cabin in the woods. Like if they redo it again, they it can't be like a male or a female. They now have to go and make it into like a dog or something. Like change species. Or it should just be about the Necronomicon. Like I'd like to see the the yeah. creation. That would of be it. cool. May, uh, maybe that's what we're gonna get. Maybe it's gonna be uh, something to that effect. I don't know. Everything is still kind of murky and in the in in you know the mystery world. And as long as I still get the game. Yeah, I, I'm, just, I'm just really glad it's continuing because my heart was completely broken when I heard that Ash vs. Evil Dead was canceled um, like that, mm-hmm. especially with how season three ended, like really, just really, like it really hurt my heart. Um, <laughs> so I, I'm glad that we're just, I'm just glad that it's still in the right hands and it's going to continue. I mean, who knows what we're going to get. Uh, yeah. I mean... Anyways, let's talk about serial killers. So uh, <laughs> like today, off like like what we're talking about, we're we're talking about serial killers today and why we are fascinated with them, why they pique our interest, and kind of talk about if it's even okay for us to be fascinated by them. So, Cody, why don't you start us off? Yeah. So all the re- most of the research I got are, um, I will say, are coming from opinion pieces. So it's basically these actual journalists that have opinions. Yeah. On why people are so obsessed with serial killers. I can't relate. I know, me neither. <laughs> What's a serial killer? I mean, I'm going to eat my tofu. <laughs> you eat your like, tofu. I'm waiting for you to go on with that. I was like, yeah, no, no, no. You, you started it. You started it. Um, so, uh, yeah, and we also have listener participation as well. So whenever you want to bring oh, that yeah. in, buddy. Sorry, I kind of forgot about listener participation. No, that's cool. You're just excited. I'm glad I'm know. excited you're excited. Well, okay, so I, it's it's... Interesting, because I always talk about how I want us to, like, at least, like, one opinion piece every couple months, like, where we kind of talk about our opinions on a subject. Yeah. And it was really, I had a lot of fun actually just researching opinion pieces. So, <laughs> um, so basically, uh, the first opinion piece that I got all my stuff on was from, uh, by Sarah Logren, um, on DukeClarion.com. That is where you could find her, uh, her piece and it was entitled the upset uh oh my god obsession of serial killers 
Um, and so she talks about how, like, why? Why are we so obsessed with serial killers and these monsters, real, real-life monsters? And what it came down to, like, why we were so obsessed with them is because we can't fathom how someone could do it. Like, why would someone actually just straight up, like, can walk into someone's house, murder them, and then walk out be totally fine? Right. And it's just insane because it, it, it's... Because the craziest thing is that it's not just serial killers. Like, everyone says, obsessed with serial killers. I'm obsessed with serial killers. But it's not just them. It's more we're obsessed with the disturbing and the crazy shit that surrounds them and how these things can happen. Same with, like, why we're obsessed with watching a car wreck, you know? Right. Morbid curiosity. Morbid curiosity is basically where it comes out from. Um, But what I find funny is because, like, these both the articles that I read came out in, like, 2014... And, like, I wasn't... I knew serial killers were kind of obsession, but I didn't know it was as much until the dead, the Ted Bundy tapes came out this year and the ca- uh, To Make a Murderer. Is that what that oh, show's called? To Make called? a Murderer, yeah. Or, yeah. Yeah, Making a Murderer. Making, Making a, a Murderer came like out last year and how everyone was just fucking obsessed with those things. Well, and I think what's kind of interesting about all that that I've always kind of... That's bothered me a little is I find serial killers, like, super fascinating in, like, a psychological sense. But there's a lot of these, like, clothing companies that are coming out with, like, T-shirts with Ted Bundy or Charles Manson or some of the, like, super notable serial killers. And I think that's so weird. Mm -hmm. Like, people are literally wearing shirts of these people. It's one thing to wear, like, Freddy, because Freddy didn't actually kill anybody, but I mean, they actually killed people. And, well, it's not just that. There's a catalog of movies with (laughs) so many dead teenagers that never got to really talk about their sexual experience. (laughs) How dare you? So many virgins. (laughs) (laughs) Actually, not really, but... (laughs) No, yeah, they weren't virgins. The ones who died weren't virgins. No, they definitely weren't. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I've always found that weird. And I feel like there's some sort of, like, degree of separation because the people that... Of the super notable serial killers, none of us were really around for that, so that's not real to us. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. almost like it's a, a movie. Well, and, and I th- I think there's like a fantastical like nature that we're, we're kind of hitting on here when it comes to serial killers. I mean, uh, extremely wicked, chocolatey, evil, and vile. Um, came out with a lot of praise. There were some people who were kind of against it you because. Didn't like it? Well, well, a lot of people kind of didn't like it because it, it came off as like a glamorization, uh, like glamorizing Ted Bundy and what he did, um, and that seemed to be like the biggest critique against it. Now, whether that's a good critique or not is is up to the discussion that we're going to have here. But uh, I do think that there is a statement to be made that obviously this is a, a very unique just subgenre and just an interest people have. Like, if you throw a serial yes. killer in anything, I think there's going to be a lot of people that come out of the wet work that are just like, ooh, <laughs> another one about Dude. Dahmer. I'm going to marry would that Would you want to watch, or I guess, or would you think people would be as obsessed if it was like James Holmes? Would people be walking around in James Holmes t-shirts? I, I, or would they no, be I, making I get, these kind of movies? No, I, I get it, but I get what you're saying, but I think it, the biggest reason why, like, you know, we talk about Ted Bundy and Ed Gein and those serial killers, because not only are they already dead, mm-hmm. um, it's also been way in the past. We weren't know, there for we it. We weren't there for it. It's kind of, it. That's what I think. It's the same with like romanticizing World War II. Like, that's true. It's we we weren't there, but there's like people our age that are just obsessed with this war, and you know, and, like yeah, it's mm-hmm. and you can even argue with the whole like you know the argument about these serial killer movies romanticizing them. 
that's romanticizing the Nazis and their atrocities because even though they're the bad guys, it's still shown in this great light. And so I think one reason why I know I'm obsessed with serial killers because it's one of the reasons I start. I mean, I just started getting really into them. <laughs> like I really wasn't obsessed with them for the longest time, but I started getting into them because it's more along the lines of like just the the animal nature, the animal mm-hmm. instincts that come out from them, and the fact that they can hide in plain sight. Most of them can hide in plain sight, and you're not and wouldn't be like, yeah, he probably fucking eats people. Right, except and most like of them Ed you G- don't. Like, except Ed Gein, you looked at him, and you're like, yeah, you eat people. <laughs> <laughs> is it like nature or nurture? That's mm-hmm. the part that I love. Is are they born that way? But yeah, it's just it's crazy because it's all the just the visceral nature from it. So because it uh so also from here. <coughs> Sorry, <laughs> you're cool. Um, I totally lost my spot. Anyways, the Ted Bundy has that effect on people. Yeah. So Ted Bundy. Uh, no, I just no, don't. I don't see it. About. I know you don't see. Yeah, you don't see him. He's such a handsome-looking man. Uh, yeah, for, uh, for all for everyone listening via audio, uh, what's going on at this live show is that we put I put apart a nice little slideshow of uh, pictures to go along with what we're talking about today, and I have a very charming photo of Ted Bondi. He's making us. sexy eyes with everybody. He here really right is. <laughs> like when I switch so, that, like and even threw Cody off. He's like, "Oh my God, he's still alive." <laughs> <laughs> Staring Jenna down. <laughs> <laughs> Finger guns. Um, <laughs> no, what I was going. Oh, I, no rem- lips. I remember what I was talking. What I was going into about the whole romanticization. So the you're the you know how everyone was saying like they can't believe the shock wickedly vile shockingly evil was so romanticized or romanticizes Ted Bundy. Yeah, it's because it's told through the point of view of his girlfriend. Right, and so it's that's I actually. If it's done right, romanticizing a serial killer, if it's done right, can, is is great. Because, like, you're seeing, with like with that movie, you're seeing it through her eyes. So she's seeing Ted Bundy, we're seeing Ted Bundy how she saw him mm-hmm. as this great man. And then, yeah, it does the little small clips of like, and throwaways where, like, you see him being evil. But <laughs> she doesn't see that. And so I think, like, with those, and if they can make movies about serial killers a little bit more like that instead of just the atrocities and the horrific things... It can shine a better light because be like, oh, they do act like normal people. And, see, th- my friend Dahmer, did you guys see that one? I haven't seen that one yet. But that it's one doesn't have Because it's all about before he becomes, mm-hmm. and like, or before he starts killing people. Yeah. Yeah. Before all these movies he becomes are Dahmer, like humanizing them, which yeah. in some mm-hmm. ways is kind of interesting because they were people. Right. They weren't just mm-hmm. crazy monsters. And then, from my research talking about romanticization, um, it's understandable that people worry about the romanticization of serial killers, especially since they killed real people and ruined actual lives. And it's legitimate to criticize, criticize a film for seemingly encouraging that. Seeing a documentary that delivers the objective, cold-hearted truth about a serial killer is not something to be worried about because it seems to be that when people see the actual person and what they're what they've done their fascination re- remains with the psychology of the person the nature of the crimes and not an infatuated love for the killer however when making dramatized movies about these people it is important to be clear in the distinction between the charismatic actor and the actual monstrous person who committed those crimes so basically you don't hate Zac Efron because he did a great job of being Ted Bundy oh, I, don't, I do not hate that man mm-hmm. um but the, the crazy thing about that, how I was saying that the romanticization of these killers and everything. Yeah, Ted Bundy. Zach Efron. <laughs> no, Ted Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> it's just, like, this is going to become a thing. 
That's a face I'd set up. We're going to have the, we're gonna have the pastas, like live show um, that you two go at it. But, like, the craziest part about it, too, is when you when you remember how there's actual people that truly romanticize these people. There are women up to Ted's death day. Him, Charles Manson. Richard Ramirez. Richard Ramirez. There are women throwing themselves at them. Like, they knew these people murdered other women and other people in just horrific ways. But there's still these women throwing themselves at them, like, proposing to them and everything. And it's, it's crazy. Mm-hmm. And I think from that... The, my opinion on that with when there's people that are so obsessed with these serial killers and everything is that it's because they they were hurt so much and they find something to connect with these serial killers because you know serial killers always say they're they're these people that are outside of society they're the degenerates and stuff of their you know their school wherever they're from and then all these people who are obsessed with them they feel that way too there's like and a kinship like, yeah it's like the kinship and then they're like you did things I couldn't ever do. Plus, so. I just think people are kind of crazy. That's and it. I think there's some <laughs> sort of, like, notoriety being like, yeah, I'm Ted Bundy's wife, or yeah, I'm mm. married to Richard Ramirez. And let's be real, I don't want to, like, look shame here, but most <laughs> of them aren't exactly, you know, solid tens. No. And that's where <laughs> their charisma comes from. Because well, I mean, what? the wives. That like, too. if you look at their wives, like, they kind of just are... <laughs> So, <laughs> so that, uh, uh, but we we are. Uh, so the total deadpan face helps. Like I might not be a looker, but god damn it, I can talk. <laughs> so I mean, that's what we're hitting on, though, right? Is yeah. uh, it, whether it's the the victims or the people that are brainwashed in these serial killers' lives, uh, all these killers, all the mo- the ones that have been caught and have allowed themselves to been caught. Um, have been known to be very charismatic. Mm-hmm. Uh, even even though that they look like butts, um, <laughs> Dude, or, or, or in Aaron's sorry. words, they don't have any lips. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, it, I, Ted Bundy had no lips. Look, I'm not look. I, I I'm not like ever gonna want to kiss the guy. Well, not I, that I could. I was making an observation. I'm not even gonna go there because that's just gonna set off some sort of war. <laughs> mm-hmm. But so. the, but they come off. But they're supposed to have charisma, and they're supposed to be kind of like this charming like individual in a way right like they're supposed to be people that are very charming <laughs> and can win people off over in a conversation i okay, mean he would be a serial killer if he is well, <laughs> like Prince well, charming. well let's talk about ted bundy real quick so yeah. if you if we look at any of like the interviews from his victims and especially the survivors they've always talked about that he was not just charismatic but he was a charming man Mm-hmm. Like and because of that, he was really sexy. So it was really like that is what they said. Like I'm, I'm just quoting what they said. I'm not saying that in no way. Am I looking at like Theodore Bundy here and just being like me, you now? Like so to add on, yeah, no. I don't. So, it, it, but it adds into like this fascination of why we want to obsess with them, why we can't you stop mean, watching yeah, them. Right? Public bathroom, come on, <laughs> let's go. <laughs> So There's we, a toilet I could sit on. <laughs> Let me get in your house, girl. So we can have. Can I get your number? Can I have your number? Can I have it? Can, can I, I have it? Can I have your number? Can I have your number? Can I stab you tonight? <laughs> can I? You have can, tonight? Can, can I wear your skin? It's okay. I brought my own. What was his mo? Was he a strangler? Who? Yeah. Ted Bundy. Yeah. Bundy. Oh, yeah. dude. He ate multitude. Yeah, he ate, bludgeoned, stabbed. Yeah. Okay. Uh, his very first victim, he cut the head off with a hacksaw. Cheese and crackers. That yeah. man, he needs to pick. Yeah, like one of, one of his, one of the worst. Some could he say did. he needs to get his head on straight. <laughs> but um, <laughs> all right. Thank and you for coming to the live punk <laughs> podcast. No, yeah, he did a, a lot of crazy stuff. <laughs> 
That's interesting. Yeah, uh, Ed <coughs> Gacy was the only one that just ate and strangled and ate him. Uh, yeah. no. I thought he was... No, he, uh, he... Oh, and raped him. He stuffed... <laughs> well, he kept the bodies, but... Yeah, under he, his floorboard. He, he kept uh, kept him his foundation for the walls in his house. Yeah, in his crawl space. <laughs> Gacy was not a... Was not a gray man. Um, <laughs> but this, this obsession with, like, serial killers definitely led to, um... Us just, like, having kind of what we did with vampires in a way. Where, like, vampires started off in Nosferatu where they were super ugly, like, gross, mm-hmm. like, creatures of the night, you know? And then they kind okay, of morphed into... Saying, I don't think serial killers literally morphed with good looks. Well, no, but that's, <laughs> but that's how we morphed them. That's how, like, yeah. the oh, modern okay. media, like, ha- we have morphed them. I don't them. think, like, it... No, 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 I mean, <laughs> it's kind of hard to still be, like, you know, what people's sexiest man after you've eaten the whole neighborhood. Um... <laughs> So like, it, it, but it, we we started it, we started seeing like these movies of serial killers where they have more like symmetrical features, mm-hmm. you know, and they're more like the mysterious kind of like Edward, you know, vampire from like Twilight in a sense, look wise. If you get what I'm saying, like I'm not talking about like writing because Twilight's whatever, but I more so mean like serial killers like that fictional ones that we make up and write about become more mysterious of that way that vampires did well and i think i really like that point because it's almost like you said they get they kind of vampires started off as like creatures of the night nosferatu and and now they've morphed into something where people are like frothing at the lips over vampires and then with serial killers like a lot of like older stuff shows them as like creepy and ugly and like the kind of person you'd avoid on the street and now we have people like zach efron and the guy from jeffrey dahmer the Disney star that are playing them. Yeah, so it's like it's not just that. Bundy was a handsome and jovial. He was had a wide circle of friends, was an honor student, was mm-hmm. well regarded by university professors and the women he dated, and said uh, he never exhibited any disturbing be- behavior. Um, Most of them also don't. the mm-hmm. what was his name? Dennis Rader, the BTK killer. Oh or BTK God. Strangler. BTK. He was Fine torture ma- kill. Yeah, he was married, had two children, served as a Cub Scout leader, and was president of his church council. One of the most chilling... I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, I was saying, and also one of uh, a serial killer that I got, like, super head, head into, like, I just, like, got super obsessed with him, is Andre Chikatilo. Who is known? Who is uh, Russia's version of the Jack the Ripper? Pretty much, he's so called he the Red Ripper. Rost- Rostov. What this big deal? <laughs> what this big deal? I stab you. You die. <laughs> if we have any Russian <laughs> listeners out there, hit me up. Tutor me. I'm learning Russian. <laughs> oh, okay. I was but, like, I was saying they were talking about killing. I'm like, no, wait, but, what? Well, but like this, uh, this guy. The reason why he got away with it so much, which I mean, I'll go a little bit more into detail because my movie reviews about this guy. Um, he uh he was high standing in communist Russia, Soviet communist Soviet Union. I shouldn't say communist Russia, but the communist Soviet the Soviet Union, just because he had a job. He he had a job that helped out the you know the Soviet Union and everything, the government. So he's held in high standings. So when he was uh, thought to be you know when he was first picked out as like you know hey you could possibly a suspect there we go i was trying to think of the word when he was first suspected of it and got picked up the government was like no he's a good citizen he would never do this stuff even though they were already facts pointing out that he's the killer and they're like no let him go throw everything you have away on this guy so it's like it's just crazy because you think when again when you think serial killers yeah you do think everyone thinks of those famous ones ted bundy 
Ed Gein, and they're like, yeah, Ed Gein looks like someone who would kill someone, but Ted Bundy wouldn't. It's yeah. just, it's, you got to always remember, like, they're, they're all different shapes, sizes, people, comes from different types of, like, life. One of right. us could be a serial killer. Yeah, I mean, we already know it's you. <laughs> I, I mean, uh, <laughs> it's the only one that wants the most attention. <laughs> I'd be like the lipstick killer or something. The like, lipstick killer? I do something That's, crazy. What would he, like, how would that be your moniker? I, like, I don't know. I'd like, shove a tube of lipstick down their throat. Okay. <laughs> I was kind of hoping more so. You're was, dirty. <laughs> yeah, I was more so face. hoping you would just draw all over their face. Oh, God. <laughs> After they're dead. But Are you pretty MO, now? <laughs> But the craziest thing, and I think this is where, like, a lot of the obsession comes about these serial killers, is that, you know, going over these three people, these three killers, is that they manage to compartmentalize their lives in ways, like, we can't even imagine. Mm -hmm. Like, think about how many times, like, do I hear you or you hear me, Matt, like, complain about our schedule? The same with Aaron. Like, we complain our schedule's so busy. We're always at work. We're always doing this. And that's, like, how people normally think. Right. And so when the, with these killers, you know, the, when they come home to their wives or girlfriends and stuff, they tell them, like, oh, sorry, I had a late night at the office. And no one thinks about it. And it's, like, in reality, they were fucking murdering people. <laughs> <laughs> and I think it's Typical that distinction of how, like, we don't understand how you can co- just separate that. How many times have you gone into work, your normal day-to-day life just, like, implodes on you at work and it affects your work schedule? Or same with, like, your work stuff bleeds into your home life. With these, with serial killers, they don't. Their their killing doesn't bleed into their home life. Their home life doesn't bleed out. Well, I'm just saying, like, eventually. (laughs) Yeah, especially when they're going to get caught because they get so cocky. Like, that's the biggest thing. Some of them want to get caught. Yeah, but, well, the, yeah, the chessboard killer, he did want to get caught, but he wanted to get caught after he beat Andre Chikatilo's <laughs> um, record. <laughs> well, and, and, you know, uh, that makes sense, and I think what also adds into this that makes, that helps make sense about it, too, is that it, it does come back kind of like what you said, nature versus nurture, a lot of, a lot of the, a lot of them, how they were raised. So, like, mm-hmm. uh, the, uh, the example I'll make is with Gacy. Gacy was, like, an outstanding member in all the communities he was in. He was an entrepreneur. He was a leader. And he dressed up as a clown for the kiddos. Mm-hmm. And and he, that, that was his thing. Like, everybody loved him. No one had anything r- rough to say about him until eventually he started making mistakes and it yeah. caught up with him. And in uh, Mindhunter, um, in season one, episode two, when they're... Uh, Doing the episode um, where I'm it's just skipping my head right now at the moment. Um, but basically, the serial killer that they're interviewing at the time is basically just saying, you know, uh, Kemper. Sorry, mm-hmm. Ed Kemper. Uh, they're talking to Kemper, and he's basically like, you're not going to catch a good serial killer unless he wants you to catch him. Yeah. And I think that is probably the most chilling thing about it. You know, it, it, like there is a sense to how they work and that it's they're doing it for their own pleasure. Mm-hmm. You know, and that to me makes sense. And it's not that necessarily even sense. like a pleasure. It's yeah. like some of the, I mean, given. I, don't I know, mean, I Kemper. Don't Kemper was definitely pleasure. <laughs> like, but a lot of them have that, <laughs> that like overwhelming instinct. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it's like they can't help it. Like they don't want to be that way, but they are that way. And I think at some point they just kind of give in. Mm-hmm. Right, and eventually, like all these like terrifying like. Uh, like killers and and these these just ideas led to horror and it influenced so many of the most iconic horror movies yeah. that we know uh, yeah, today I mean, that we still talk about shit leatherface is based off of ed gein 
Yeah, uh, the, the face is based off Ed Gein. Well, that he's inspired. <laughs> yeah, inspired. Is I mean. inspired. <laughs> yeah, and I, I do think when it comes to like horror and it comes to serial killers in the horror format, um, it is taken in a far more fantasy-like setting mm-hmm. um, to try to disassociate from these like notorious killings and to uh, these notorious killers in general. Um, and and. I think that is where it gets a point of contention, right? Is is when is it in bad taste and when is it in just a good horror movie? I mean, probably one of the most notable ones that is far away from it is uh, Scream. I love mm-hmm. Scream so much. It's <laughs> a good Ooh, one. Ghost. <laughs> it's Ooh, a ghost, Audrey. ghost. Uh, this is the ghost youngest face. audience member we have today. <laughs> Can you say ghost face? Good job. <laughs> ghost face. So, uh, but uh, <laughs> so it's led to some of our uh, our favorite horror movies, and I mean, uh, I guess what between the three of us, you know, Aaron, if you want to start this off, what is your favorite horror movie <laughs> that, that star that Just is inspired or based on a serial killer? Face. I mean, I guess it's hard to say. I, I, because my favorite, like, serial killers in horror movies are very, Quote, unquote. Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I guess y'all can't see my quotes here. I just forget that shit. She's doing things with her hands. Or does she what even do have I do hands? With my hands? I what do, do a lot of things. But, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> no. I mean, I do, now that this has come up, Christian Bale is a very fantastic and American psycho. Yeah. But again, he's very good looking. He was in the book, too. But, um. Because all the serial killers I like are very not loosely based in real life. Mm hmm. Because I really don't... I, mean, I don't like the idea of serial killers. Do you think it's too far? I don't think it's too far. It's just not, It doesn't put the cheese on my cracker, personally. Right. I like to keep my reality very separate from my horror. It's like when I read books. Mm-hmm. When people read fiction books or nonfiction books, I'm like, why would you read nonfiction? Don't you get enough real life? <laughs> you know? It's the same with my horror movies, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah uh, I what about you, Cody? What? What is your favorite horror movie based on a serial killer? Yeah, all one. Of them. All no. of them. <laughs> um, based on a real serial killer, like I guess the one based off of real ones. You see, I read your blank yeah. too. <laughs> well, it's like, well, because it, it it throws me off because there's also a lot of horror movies that are based off of real serial killers that I have no idea was actually based off a of real serial killer. So, uh, actually, I would have to probably say Michael Myers, honestly. Yeah. Based off a real, like, who's, like, kind of, like, based off a real killer. Yeah, no, he, he totally is. Yeah, I didn't know that. He, he is. Yeah. All of them I just, are. I guess technically well, in some way. Freddy Krueger is the only one that's actually based off of uh, disease and not a killer. So Freddy Krueger's story is actually based off of the South, uh, it's either African or South American, African, where African you, tribes. Where did you hear this? No, so he, uh... Research. She, she's like really doubting you right yeah. now. Yeah. She's no, really doubting you. That's not what it says in the West or the Nightmare on Elm Street documentary. Really? Because mm-hmm. all the docu stuff that I read about, he, uh, it was like yeah. a couple top tens, and I did a little research. It's, uh, there were people who claimed they saw the boogeyman in their sleep before they died, and they ended up dying in their sleep. Were kind of like SIDS. They just died. Like, and then that's okay, where his inspiration that did have came from. To do with it. Ha! <laughs> I'm trying to remember because they were talking about how he was based off of a, when Wes Craven was a kid. He saw somebody outside of his window in the sort of hat and everything, mm-hmm. and it scared. That's him where his so his badly. look. That's his look. Okay, I thought but that's what him as killing someone. It actually came from a sleep disease because people were dying in their sleeps just suddenly, and they're saying they saw boogeymen in their sleep. It's the best way to go. Yeah, and so 
Yeah, so I would have to say Michael Myers. Who's he based off of? Uh, he's a mixture of... I thought it was like BTK for him. No. Or am, I, am I wrong? I guess I'm wrong. Oh my god. I can't remember which ones he's based off of. Uh, you might have to do it. I don't even want to know. You Just know what? It. I don't want to know. <laughs> so, uh, uh, with that being said, I think now is a good point to kind of like expand this a little bit and ask, you know, our audience who theirs are. So, audience participation this time from uh, the three of you. <laughs> uh, we we four. want four. There's ghosts here four, too. Four. Sorry. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, sorry, your 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 uh, paleness. I just couldn't. It's very transparent. We're small and pale. You know what? <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. I didn't say there was. It was a good camouflage. I would be careful. You spend the night at my house fairly often, and I make you food a lot. I never ask you to. I know. I'm just saying. I would be aware next time. Michael Myers is based off of uh, Killer Yul Brenner. Oh, Brenner. Okay, Mm -hmm. never mind. I've not heard that name before. It's totally Brenner. Mm -hmm. By the way, Brenner. B-R-E-N-N-E-R. So we're going to ask our audience members to, whoever wants to participate, feel free to come up to talk into the mic and let us know. What is your favorite horror movie based on a serial killer? And why? And why? You can just say it from out loud, Harrison, I think. Yeah, uh, we can pick you up. Just, <laughs> you just, just say it loud. Okay. It's just, pretty, it's pretty intimate. Really oh, my Um, I think mine would have to be from hell. Okay. Oh, yeah. Mine. That's, um, I think that's one of my, probably my favorite rendition of, uh, Jack the Ripper. Okay. Or, um, just because it's based on a theory that was debunked, but it's presented in such a convincing way that it's done so well. Right on. It's a good mm-hmm. one. It's a good one. Anyone else like to jump on? I don't... I don't know if this counts. I don't want to get roasted by a bunch of horror nerds. It counts. It counts. <laughs> but I, I was a, I've always been a big fan of the series Dexter. That doesn't yeah. count. <laughs> Dexter's amazing. No, it's, yeah, no yeah. Dexter's awesome. We'll de- that's we'll de- all about serial. You will definitely count Dexter. That's for sure. You get you get a good uh, you got a good one with that one. Bravo. Yeah, see, because I would say Dexter is like along the lines of like what BTK would be if he didn't if he killed terrible people instead of. You know, yeah. and, and if he cool. was actually smart, because BTK was a fucking dumbass and don't understand how he didn't get caught. Go ahead. Sorry. Dexter's also cool because it, it covers like all the serial killers, right? Because everybody that kills also kind of is like a version of like a real killer in some way or another. So everyone that he goes up against, I think, represents killers from history too. So right. That's a, a really good point. Huh. What about you, madam? Would you like to join in? Full man. <laughs> What's your favorite? Speak, speak up loud so we can all hear you. Mine's probably Zodiac. Just really? because it That's hits really hard home for me because uh, at the time my aunt was living in California during the years of the Zodiac Killer and she was just right in the prime spot and oh, she cool. was freaked, she, she had to meet curfew and just the whole Zodiac Killer is just really fascinating to me. And they never figured out who that was, right? My my answer. Okay, you can change your answer while I pull up our Twitter. And thank you, audience, for like doing that. That was really cool. It was nice to hear from you guys. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, Instead of just staring at us the whole time like a bunch of weirdos. That's what we're going back to. Do you want to jump in? (laughs) See, that's Um, why I did it include her because I knew she was (laughs) good. No, um, even though like I do, even though I said Halloween, honestly, my favorite one at the moment because I feel like it changes, but at the moment it actually is uh, shock. Wickedly vile, shockingly evil. Yeah. Yeah, that's probably... I just... 
You know what? I fell asleep, so. Let's shove it. <laughs> All right, Aaron. <laughs> so, so connecting with our people on our Twitter. So, uh, it, obviously, you know what we're asking at this point. So, from William Schuppert at Better Brains B, he replied with a very animated gif of a classic psycho, uh, Albert Hitchcock's, obviously. Mm-hmm. And Benji at Cavalera Comedy responded with Henry, portrait of a serial killer, and special shout out to 1980s Maniac. Which you yes. would be, there yep. you go. That was I a great Maniac. movie. Yeah, I'm, such su- a good movie. I'm surprised. There's actually uh, two people that actually said Henry, portrait of a serial killer. Also from Muse at Halo Girl 22. From Ryan L. Terry at RL Terry 1. He asked a seven count, and oh my god, seven counts like a hundred percent. Like it's whole literally based like on probably one of the like most notorious killings ever. Like bravo, yeah, seven. I'm surprised no one really talked about that one uh, except him. From I am unique at Donna Vital Four replied with Silence of the Lambs, a personal favorite of yeah, mine. I was def- I, I really loved that movie wholeheartedly. Um, from Scampy, no sweet conclusion at scampy spyro they said i like the film where jeremy renner plays jeffrey dahmer in dahmer 2002 mm. it's actually I'm quite it's just on just it's actually quite a talky piece and is lighter on the on-screen gore that you might expect there are a couple of murders but on the whole it's treated as more of a subtext than the focus and lastly from yo no me lamo javier at the three <laughs> drogos it. I really enjoyed both the movies and the book. Um, so, uh, uh, okay, I guess Pennywise is loosely based off of Gacy since it targets kids. Not true. I think that's really no. Yeah, yeah. he's actually no. He's not based off Gacy at all. Really? Yeah. Seriously, like that's a common misconception. You know what? Can I take back that answer? The, the, that doesn't count. <laughs> the only reason Stephen King actually went with a clown is that. At the time, people were mostly terrified of clowns, at and that's the time? Li- yeah, literally Just the time? at the Just time. Then? Yes, not now. I mean, now probably not as <laughs> well, now. It's more of, of like that. there's like there's like a firm line of like kink and ter- terrifying of like clowns. It's a thing. Uh, it is a kink. Don't kink shame. Weird. We don't kink shame on here. Not when I will kink shame. Can I just say it's not my favorite, but my friend Dahmer is definitely worth a watch. It is. Mm-hmm. I will agree with you. I I was pleasantly surprised by that. And the kid, I forget his name. Riley, Riley um, Lynch. Does anybody in the audience know the name? Ross Lynch. Ross, Ross Lynch. Lynch. Thank you. Thank you. I like how you just straight up looked at her because you know she'd know. Just, I was looking at everyone. He's actually from here. And Ross he was Lynch like, is? He was a Disney okay. Channel star. And so yeah. I was kind of like, oh, God. And he, he freaking killed it. I was like, damn, this kid can actually act. Look, on the range of like where Disney Channel stars could go, I'm glad he went in a direction of just playing a serial killer. Like, And he's on Sabrina, that teenage witch. Yeah. Hey, you know what I just realized? That's like now two Disney stars that have played a serial killer. Yep, Disney's up pumping them out. Yeah, like now with like uh, who's a who? Zac who Efron. What's a notorious like female serial killer? Because then I think we got a role for Hillary Duff to play. Aileen Warren or whatever her name. Oh her yeah. Name. Is that her name? Uh, I don't know. The one that Charlize Theron played. I could, I could, oh, I, I know what you're talking Monster. about. Monster. Yeah, it, that was Monster, a good one. That was a good movie. I yeah. loved Monster. That uh, one messed me up. Talk a about a film where, like, Charlize Theron is, like, a very pretty uh, woman who just, like, goes and do so much makeup to They dumped like, her down. They sure didn't make her an attractive serial killer. I know. Like, <laughs> Sexist. No one ever talks about that role uh, either. Have you she seen a real picture of that lady? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, <laughs> <laughs> She's hot. She is hot. <laughs> 
Oh, just... Charlize. Yeah, yeah. Not Eileen. No, yeah, no, no. I was talking no. about the serial killer. <laughs> I was talking about the killer. Have you seen a picture of the actual yeah, no, serial killer? Terrible. That's what I was like, woof. <laughs> like, shit. Every so, time that I, I'm sorry. Jesus. I guess we're all going to fight from here. Uh, so... <laughs> So, uh, the Punk Rock Horror Podcast is now turned into the Punk Rock Throwdown Podcast. Uh, every... It just sounds a... You like that? Huh? Um, like an hour. So, I mean, talking about, like, why why horror is so influenced by serial killers, I think... For me, uh, I will make the personal statement on saying that I think it, if you look at a, a Quentin Tarantino film, never yeah. seen one. You've never seen one? Nope. Not even like really fiction. None nothing. He talks shit about David Lynch, so I've always refused. Oh, talk shit about David Lynch. <laughs> I mean, I guess like that's that's a dead movies. So. Like, David Lynch talks shit about David. Lynch. I said it's, everyone. Oh. Yeah, but when David Lynch don't, talks don't about single me out. To be fair though, when David Lynch talks shit about David Lynch, it's artistic. Apparently. Yes, there's he, a difference. He can do no wrong. <laughs> Um, but it, I, I do think it's put in a very Quentin Tarantino more kind of way of like, uh, not romanticizing, but definitely like making a fantastical event of a serial killer. Uh, like uh, a good example is Texas Chainsaw uh, Massacre, um, because we're, we're shown these like very like shocking scenes. <laughs> a little too late for Quentin Tarantino up there. Uh, my computer is not the most up to date version, <laughs> so uh, just imagine that joke landed really well. Okay. Okay. And cue the audience after. Uh. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I think we could end on that. That was a good note. That was a good note. That's, and we're done. <laughs> um, but I, I do think like. When we're when we watch slasher flicks, when we watch Halloween or Texas Chainsaw Massacre, we're wanting to view this impossible nature of a serial killer, of a psycho, somebody who is going on and on, just committing these crimes without fully investing and in seeing what happens. Because truthfully, if we were ever in that situation where uh, Jeffrey Dahmer did kidnap one of us and was cutting off a hand just to eat, it wouldn't be something that we would want to bring up at a bar. Um, <laughs> You would want to bring it up at a bar? Well, I just think I'm weird. <laughs> <laughs> Man, you want to hear a story. <laughs> well, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, go ahead. I, 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 do, I do legitimately want to know your input. Well, I don't... It, it ties in. So I have this weird, like, thing. I think it'd be so cool to be in, like, a real-life horror movie situation. And I think that's where, like, if it was actually happening, I'd probably be like, why the hell did I think this? But, like, being... I don't know. It was like when McKamey so... Manor was a thing, when they, like, beat you up and tie you up and torture you. Oh, it sounds like a kink, but it's not. It's not. Um, <laughs> I was like, <laughs> so well, what, you don't know it's what not. What type of horror movie do you want to be in? Like, I'll talk to someone, I was like, yeah, man, the zombie apocalypse happened, that'd be totally fine. Or, like, if there was, like, some kind of, like, crazed killer in the woods following me that could only walk fine because i'm not wearing heels and i'm gonna look at my feet so i know i'm not gonna trip over anything i want to get kidnapped and but escape like, okay i was like what are you talking about like bounded the guy's gonna come in like yeah we're gonna do this you have like 30 seconds to try and escape like they do in the movies i want some art the clown action oh okay i'm still kind of like stuck on when you were talking about being sacked up and beaten and that how that's not a kink <laughs> yeah, I, was like, like, I cannot get it out of my head that there is a couple out there that that's their thing like Hey, babe, I got the latest potato sack from King Supers. Well, you want to get wild tonight? So. used to, like, actually put people in that situation. No, I know. But I, I just, think like... it ties into all this because people like fear. People enjoy the idea of all that. What do you think, Cody? I mean, why why is why are serial killers such, like, 
a hot influence for a lot of the slasher fix that we grew up loving. For slasher fix, easy. No, that that's it. Easy. It's because it was easy. It's just because it was just cause <laughs> so it's like, easy. well, because it's so slasher fix came back came were super popular in the seventies, in the eighties, and somewhat nineties. But like that was also around the time when like with big budget movies and stuff like that wasn't a huge thing. So they had to think of easy ways. Like look at Halloween, the very first one. Mm-hmm. It's probably super cheap, quote unquote, to make that movie. But they it was just a guy with a knife killing people. Like, so I think the, re- the reason serial killers are so influential in movies is because it's really easy to make a movie about it. Yeah. And then most of your budget's going to go into romanticizing the killings, him him or her, because there's all kinds of different serial killers. <laughs> but, like, it's easy to romanticize them in these movies and then, like, go, look how tragic this is. You should be afraid because this is a real person. And then we're like, oh, my God, let's research more about this person. Because <laughs> I think it's... In fact, they're easy to make for pop culture. I yeah. mean, American Horror Story is finally jumping on that bandwagon. Yeah. They won at least a year too late, in my opinion. Right. <laughs> because last year was the huge serial killer, like, boom, renaissance again. Um, but cheap, easy to do, and it's easy to relate. Super easy to relate to anything that happens in a movie, like a serial killer movie, because you're going to relate to a victim. You're going to relate to a cop that's just super, like gung-ho about solving this atrocity because how many times how many assignments have you had in your life where like it could have really did being make or break like back in school a big project you have to obsess about it and then also the same scarily with the serial killer too because they when it's something that's not like michael myers when it's more of like an actual human being serial killer instead of like a zombie like jason or evil incarnate like michael myers you kind of relate to them because they they're leaving these double lives and everyone has to leave, leave lives a double life of I have work and then I have my home life. Mm-hmm. And so I think it's that's what gets us so intrigued is like how can this fucking person like have a home life, work and kill people when I can barely manage to remember to feed my cat. <laughs> you know like right. and I think that's where it all comes from is not just the macabre nature of it for money Hollywood money reasons it's easy to make for us as individuals it's because we actually relate so much more because it's more real so yeah I agree uh, and, and, <laughs> I, and, I, and I think I think a good way to kind of sum this up is why uh, 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 as a great paragraph for the ending of this perfect um, well I'll jump to you in a second here but um, I, I think the biggest thing I also want to really make note here is that if you are somebody who is fascinated by serial killers um you know, and just that type of nature. I do think that you shouldn't be like treated badly for it, or you shouldn't be uh, put in a light like you are a psycho. I mean, there's a difference um, between idolizing and being fascinated. Yeah, there's yeah. A, there's a difference between like being part of Charlie Manson's family and like talking about how <laughs> fucked up Charles Manson's family actually is. And I still don't think you should be walking around with freaking Ted Bundy or any of those people on your shirt. I think that's gross. Well, but. and I think a good way to explain this is just like, uh, it's what we, what we said on our episode when we talked about gore in movies and mm-hmm. why you shouldn't hate on people that like gore, oh, yeah, um, is, is we live in a culture of violence in general. Mm-hmm. Whether it is something as subtle as people getting tackled in a football game to full-blown fights in the NHL. Yeah. Um, we live, yes! we, <laughs> we live in a culture of violence so and in a lot of ways we celebrate it. Mm-hmm. And so, although I'm not saying should we should celebrate 
killings by, you know, notorious serial killers. I do think for, if we're willing to be tolerant of those who are diehard football fans, I think we should also be tolerable of those who are, you know, fascinated by the happenings of Ed Ging or Ted Bundy because fact of the matter is, is that these people think in a different way that we don't know. They're humans just like us, but they're also not. And with that brings a sense of mystery that we're wanting to acquaint ourselves with so that way we're not so terrified of the world that surrounds us so cody uh, unless there unless aaron wants to jump in on that at all or you as well i'm going to pass it to you to uh, wrap up the show yeah no so this uh aaron do you have any last um, things again like i said i i just i think that people really need to be aware of the difference there were between... there were real victims and there were real mm-hmm. people and, yeah you know i'm super fascinated i've i watched oh well I'm not gonna say that out loud. But uh, <laughs> when I'm at work, sometimes on my lunch break, I watch serial killer documentaries yeah. just because yeah. the whole idea fascinates me of like what makes these people that way and how close are any of us to having that that break? We could be one brain cell or one like chromosome, whatever makes mm-hmm. them that way, away from it. You you could still be uh, obsessed with something with respectable boundaries. With, and I think for me the difference is the science behind it and the psychological. I don't. I think they were all horrible humans, and I don't think they should be idolized or anything like that, because that's, that's what they wanted right. in a lot of ways, like, after they got caught. If you look at them, I mean, they're, most of them are, you know, been executed or, and whatnot, but they're oh, living on. And I would also say, if you're one of those people that tries to idolize them, you come off as, like, one of those cringy people who pretend to be the Joker as, like, oh, an actual Christ. thing. Like, I mean, yeah, you know what I mean? Shit. Like, okay. So, Cody, uh, please. What's this paragraph? Wrap that's up the show. Uh, Let's hear it. So impress me. Pop. Uh, this comes from Jay Caruso's opinion piece from the Washington Examiner. Uh, popular culture is fascinated by it. Serial killers. Investigation. Uh, investigation. Discovery features documentary style programming that explores real cases of violent crime. Podcasts and streaming networks feature all sorts of explorations into criminal activity. Much of it detailing and describing notorious acts of violence. As much as the subject matter enthralls people, it makes sense to step back and understand that there are people still suffering because of the crimes such that pe- crimes such people as Bundy and Raider commit. They lost family members, and this isn't entertainment to them. Going from Aaron's point. It's difficult to imagine the pain uh, family members of victims go through if they unwittingly start Netflix. <laughs> Only to s- oh, yeah, sorry. Only to see a new series featuring the man who took their loved one from them in gruesome fashion. When mass shooters strike, there's a call for the media to limit attention given to the shooter since that's precisely what they hope for when committing the crime. Is it any different for a serial killer? Raider wrote wrote letters to the media lamenting the lack of attention he received. There is a difference between the public interest on the one hand and merely public purience on the other. What value do uh, do these new series and documentaries provide? If it's merely macabre entertainment, is it worth it? Should Bundy and others like him get more notoriety? Most people would say the answer is no, but the problem is that many of them are the same people adding the Bundy series to their Netflix queue. I think that's a little different to learn about. Yeah. Learn about it. No, I know. Yeah. For just what this guy is saying. Yeah. Um, so I, but I think for the most part, what he's getting at is like. Mm-hmm. Un, you got to understand, like all these, like you know, these Ted Bun, the Ted Bundy tapes, uh, the uh, documentaries about Richard Ramirez and Raider, and all these super famous serial killers. It's you got to remember to take into effect that the people, the lives that they have affect, 
affected are still alive today. Yeah, if you yeah. saw someone, if someone murdered your grandma and yeah. you walked into the grocery store and saw a t-shirt with that person's face, I mean, wouldn't that make yeah, you... Yeah, that would be, yeah, put, that'd just, be a little triggering. Yeah. Not even just triggering, but it'd, it'd be like, what the hell, man? Like, Yeah, yeah but I also right. think like... Zach Bagan's museum, he's got tons <laughs> of like serial killer artifacts there and totally making mm-hmm. it like... I love it, but... It's Baggins. But like, what the cool... Shut up. Baggins. But what the cool thing about it is also that I think about it is like it kind of goes back to something we talked about way 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 long ago at the beginning of the podcast yeah was you know how we said you know tell give us your scary stories and then how we got a car we found a few that talked about running into these serial killers yeah like Dev's grandma ran into Ted Bundy and literally if it wasn't just for like a if it was just two sentences different like I probably would have never met Dev Mm -hmm. you know like it's those small things and I think that's where like our our obsession comes with is like what would i do if i met this person and didn't know they were a serial killer like i would know i would know i watch documentaries and stuff (laughs) it's just like i think that's also where a small like obsession comes with because it also ties into what you said like i want to be in a horror movie situation and it's like but if i was actually in that in that you'd think twice you know you'd probably be thinking like why the fuck would i say that and the thing that's scary is that serial killers are real Mm mm-hmm and I think it's the fact that we get some people get so obsessed with these is because they think if I was in that situation, I'd do it different. And there's also the possibility I could. <laughs> it's that you could. Yeah. It's a, that's uh, the scary part. Which is a little it. advice for y'all out there. If you need to get out of jury duty, put that you watch serial killer documentaries and that you can uh, spot a serial killer from a mile away. Works every time. I just say uh, uh, Disclaimer, the Punker Core podcast <laughs> is not liable for <laughs> any, any fines or jail sentences you may face by going off of Aaron's advice. Purely um, me. I yeah, just say so. Happy Lee Ferrickson Day. Happy Lee Ferrickson Day. I mean, just kind of going with like balloons wrapped in a blanket and say it's a baby. Um, and then like once it deflates, be like, oh God, my baby's deflating and then run off. Um with that being said, uh, we're we're gonna have to wrap up this episode. This has been a great first episode. Definitely a lot to talk on. I mean, I, I didn't know how we were gonna really encapsulate talking about something as massive as serial killers, but we did it, and I think anyway, we did really well. I also think we're probably gonna have another part on this. Yeah, I'm not gonna lie. Yeah, we we, we in the it. future we, we might do this again. I mean, uh, the, uh, there's definitely not one episode where we can talk about serial killers. I mean, I think my favorite murder has famously shown that shout out to uh cameron kilgariff and georgia hardstark who probably doesn't even know we exist but hey you never know um with that being said i'm matt i'm cody this is aaron if you want to keep up with everything we're doing on the punk record podcast please like us follow us on facebook at punk record podcast or on our twitter at official prhp we will update you about all episodes coming out including paranormal princess podcast episodes um you can also follow us at um, on Instagram, Funk Rock Horror Podcast, hashtag, hashtag PRHP Podcast. God, it's just tripping over my words. Uh, we are now uh, <laughs> going to start including mystery boxes into our Patreon. We still have to figure out a few things with that. Yeah. Uh, but if you want to get, consider supporting us, please go over to our Patreon, patreon.com slash Podcast. For only $2 a month, you will get access to our bonus show, The Punk Rock Half Hour Power, which is hosted by Lala and Gwenny, where they continue the conversations and uh, disagree with us here and there. So it's nice to get a different perspective on everything. (laughs) Um, So with that being said, thank you again, ghouls and gals, creeps and mutants. And thank you to our audience for coming in, tuning in for the first episode. We got two more people in. Woo! We hope hope you will... Three. We have three more. Uh, We hope you will stick around for the second episode. And thank you again. Podcast over. Podcast over. Bye.